0: This episode of Nerds Gone Rogue is brought to you by Killers. All John ever wanted was to be normal, but the grisly murder of his parents when he was just a child left something terrible brewing inside him. John was a killer a fact he'd accepted as he now lived on the streets, looking for a place he belonged in this world. On a night that seems like fate, while on a train heading west, a stranger intervenes as John is on the verge of his most recent crime. His name is Professor James Conrad, and he asks John to come live with him in a group of young serial killers he has taken under his wing. Together, they search for a purpose in their murderous ways. It isn't long after a new sadistic serial killer begins to terrorize Seattle and throwing a wrench into all they are trying to accomplish. Time seems to be running out for the group to find the answer they are searching for where will they go what is their purpose and with the killing closing in who will survive the night written by c benjamin doyle killers is available now on amazon and amazon kindle get your copy today
1: Welcome to Arsenal X NGR Radio's Xbox podcast. As always, we threw up the X. Time for the big one. Yes, because we are about to throw down. You I'm your mean, host. You
0: don't mean throwing up the Xbox One X, do you?
1: We will get to that. You we'll get to that. <laughs> I'm your host, Eddie V. Joining me, as always, is the wise Wisconsinite, Mister Jesse Douglas. <laughs> and Bossman himself Mr. Corey Derek. Hello Hi guys, how you guys doing?
2: Good I'm doing splendid <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well We got a lot of stuff to tackle uh, But we're going to get to our first part of the show uh, What's been in our arsenal I'm actually going to start uh, For a Switch I've been playing uh, Wizard of Legends uh, I picked up Frame. Uh, I played uh, Fox and Friends, uh, played some Breath of the Wild a little bit earlier today, um, the day of this recording. Uh, uh, for PS4, I played some uh, God of War and uh, Batman The Telltale Game. Uh, for Xbox, I've been playing Vanquish, uh, Naruto, Shippuden. Uh, finished up Gears of War one with Corey. Uh, finish up Gears of War two. Play some Gears of War three. Uh, and pretty soon I, I might tackle Gears of War four on like hard, like the very difficult one. I haven't did that one yet. Uh, I did it like on easy and normal, but I want to give myself a good challenge. Um, I haven't picked up any games for it besides Vanquish. Uh, you know, and I, I love that game just so fantastic hope we get a vanquished too I want that so bad but that's pretty much best been in my arsenal um, Jesse what's been in yours because Bossman I'm going to say you for last because you got something very special we'll get to it uh, but yeah Jesse what's been in your arsenal
2: alright well I'll ju- I think I'm just going to stick to Xbox because I don't really th- actually there's not a lot I've played anywhere else but um, so I did end up picking up uh, Wonder Boy, the remake, and so I tried that a little bit. I played that for maybe about an hour, hour and a half. Um, it's all right. It's like I mean, I only ended up spending two bucks for it, so it, it was good for what I, what I spent on it. I just you know wanted to get it, try it, play it. You know, it, it looked it looked all right. I like the you know the the art style and stuff that they did with it. Um, I also have been playing. Well, obviously like the Halos and and the uh, and Fortnite and stuff like that with you guys and um, I've been doing pretty good, getting pretty far on uh, my game that Ed picked, the, uh, the Sleeping Dogs um, I think Ed, me and Ed were talking about it and he says that I'm probably like close to like 30% left to do or something like that so I'm pretty close to beating that. Um, I'm enjoying it, you know, for the most part. It's not, it's not something like like uh, Saints Row where I'd probably come back to it again. But um, it's, it, you know, it's it's all right. I do like the story and everything. You know, the story's really good, and that's really what's you know holding my interest in it at all is mostly the story. So, um, I. F- I finally picked uh, Tomb Raider the uh, definitive edition back up again and I've been playing that. There's a part that I was stuck on that I was having a hard time with and I finally got past that the other day or actually well it would have been today and so then I, I played that and I think I'm only got a little bit left in that as well so I uh, the, the, both of those games I'll probably end up beating around the same time. And then, um, what else? Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, I, that's pretty much it for that. And then on Switch, uh, I just I played a little Zelda, and, and then I ended up beating, uh, Lightfall, but I talked about that a little bit on POW Block, so.
1: <laughs> Alright. <laughs> nice. Bossman! What's been in your arsenal?
0: Uh, well, Ed, we finished Gears of War. Ultimate Edition.
1: Yes! Campaign.
0: So that's, uh, that's done. Uh, and that
1: played. was some good discussion that we had, uh, yeah. through that gay?
0: Yeah, we kind of talked about how Gears could evolve in, a fe- in the future, and, like, you know, if if they ever wanted to do, like, a class-based style system or add loot based system, kind of like PUBG does or whatever, but, like... <sighs> I don't know. We had some. We had some pretty good discussions, but that game just feels so good. Yes. So to play, and uh, you know, we we finished that. We played some Halo Five. Uh, but other than that, like, I haven't really been playing anything. But, but, hold on. I gotta get it. Hold on. Hold on. Ow. <laughs> I got this guy.
1: Yay!
0: It's the uh, very hefty box. Whoa! Almost dropped it. Uh, oh, what? What bad. box? What box would that be? Oh, Jesse, let me answer that question for you. It is the Xbox One X. Uh, yes. So <laughs> nice. Yeah. It. It was. I I've been kind of toying around with the idea of upgrading and seeing what i could do and and yeah it happened finally so <laughs> yay me woo woo yes now nice. i i am still recording stuff on the s because i'm waiting for i'm trying to get an external drive and uh so i can s- save more games on there cuz you know the x games are bigger than the, the than the normal xbox 1 because of the 4k patches and stuff and now I've been stashing like twenty dollars here, forty dollars here, away for hopefully one day a four K TV someday. <laughs> someday, probably not in the near near future, but when we get a, when, if we ever get a bigger place or whatever, I'll get one. You know, but I'm excited. It's an it's an exciting time. I'm not gonna lie. Yay! To
1: yeah.
0: So yeah. super so ah. excited. Yeah, it's it's exciting. I'm not gonna lie to you, it's uh it's a good one. I can't I can't wait to like set it up and everything. I mean I, I set it up, I plugged it in and made sure it like worked and everything and set it uh-huh. up to like have my profile on it and everything, but I haven't downloaded any games and stuff yet, so uh but yeah, I'm pretty pretty excited. I'm really really excited actually. Uh <laughs> So. Yeah,
2: I, that's going to be a perfect system to play
1: the new Tomb Raider on. I know. I'm so excited for
2: that.
1: Uh, <laughs> oh, Tomb Raider is going really to be awesome. <laughs> yeah, Shadow <shut laughs> the Tomb Raider can Well, everybody, that's what's been in our arsenal. So, we're going to get into some arsenal news because we have a lot to cover. Actually, it was a good week for Xbox um, for a lot of very, uh, very variety of reasons. Um, the first one we're going to touch on uh Rage 2. Call of Duty Four and Halo Firearms Raven, We're, oh Fire Team Raven. We're gonna talk just a little bit about each of those. Um, so uh, we talked about on oh, last episode about you know the leak of Race Two, um, and Bethesda has officially announced it. They showed like a trailer that the. The game was real, and then uh, a couple of days later, they actually showed a gameplay trailer. Um, this game is going to be developed by Avalanche. Uh, and thoughts on it, guys? Have you checked out the trailer? Uh, did yeah. it speak anything to you?
2: Yeah, I, I actually, I actually am super pumped for this game. It looks, it looks like a lot of fun for me. Like I, like I don't know, like a it kind of to me it seems like it might like be closer to like a uh, um borderlands but but more like in my speed because like i like borderlands don't get me wrong but but at the same time there's just like certain things that i rather it would have been but like for me what makes me like borderlands is the uh is, like, you know, the comical stuff and things like that. But, mm-hmm. like, it's, like, a mix between that, like, and and then, like, uh, was it Giant Bomb podcast that, where they were talking about it? Where they're, like, wh- one of the guys that messaged in said that, like, they actually think what this originally was supposed to be was a Mad Max game. But because of the whole situation with the Mad Max, like, being... Like the rights and all that being taken away <laughs> from people, they basically just took the the uh like what they had made of that game and then gave it to them and then like are just making it into their own or something like that. That's that's what his like theory was. Like I I could see that because it does definitely feel like a like a Mad Max game. Yeah. Like that's what it looks it, like.
1: I mean, the first it sty- it, it style, yeah,
2: yeah and i and i think that's why it appeals to me more like like i've never really got a chance i i have it on my xbox but i've never got a chance to sit down and play the mad max game i've heard it's really good you know for the most part but i i, I like i like the characters and like it just seems like it's going to be like the characters in that in that game are going to be interesting and and just I don't know like that's why i was saying it kind of like gives me vibes of like the, the Borderlands where I have a feeling like the characters are going to be kind of goofy and you know like even like a uh, um Sunset Overdrive kind of thing where things are just over the top you know like weird and and crazy and and fun at the same time that's what I get from you know just watching the video like whether that's what it's going to translate into you know in the actual game I don't know but from what I've seen, it, it looks really fun to me. So,
0: well,
1: what about you, Corey?
0: I mean, I think it looks cool. I wonder what direction they're going to try to go with it because they coined the sweet term "shooterverse," which makes me <laughs> feel like it's going to be like a not quite a Destiny-style game, but more of like a like Jesse said, more of like a Borderlands-style kind of like drop-in, drop-out co-op. Kind of co-op open world style game, and with with mm. cool vehicles and cool weapons and stuff. I liked the first Rage when I played, and this this one kind of looks like they're taking the Doom engine, which they're using the Doom engine, which I'm really excited for. Uh, so yeah. it's going to play fast like Doom, uh, and putting it in this kind of colorful wasteland kind of thing. And I like I like it when they do a different. Take on the post-apocalyptic thing, other than like, oh, it's all brown and more brown and more right muddy and brown and stuff, and like the pink and the yellow kind of anarchy style. I, like, I don't know. I think it looks really cool. I, I, I am way more interested in this game than I ever thought I was based on the trailer. And you know, we talked about the Walmart leaks and stuff. Yeah. Uh, what a couple weeks ago at this point, and it's like, when I saw Rage 2, I'm like, why? You know, but like it looks cool. I'm excited for it. Honestly, well,
1: and that's what I was going to ask you. Do you think yeah. Rage one's going to get a remaster, uh, like a update, uh, and a release? I don't know Cause... if
0: it's going to get a remaster. I wouldn't surprise me if they put it on Game Pass or backwards compatibility at some point for Xbox, at least.
1: because but... I, I, I think I would kind of like to see a remaster. Because uh, nothing about Rage and uh, like excited me uh I think I need to see more of this game because I'm not wild by it uh, I think it's cool uh, and Avalanche is a great developer uh I just wasn't like oh I gotta get that because I just I feel like the fast clips, of them showing different people, it's just like is there going to be a story or anything like a purpose to it? So I'm gonna wait for E3. I think they're going to show more at E3's at Bethesda show me. Um, yeah, yeah. I think it, it's I, just I think it be oh,
0: cool. I think it'd be really cool if like if it's the game. I think it's gonna be like uh-huh. I think that game's gonna be really cool to play with you guys. Like just it's gonna be it's gonna be Bethesda's open world kind of almost Halo style game with the with the vehicles and stuff like that's what i'm kind of right. almost look if it's like halo mixed with borderlands mixed with doom oh that'd be awesome yeah yeah that would be sweet
1: so we're going to jump into uh the second portion of this topic um, call of duty 4 um this game is uh, uh, Blackouts 4. Sorry about that. Uh, Call of Duty Blackouts 4. Uh, this game will be out October twelfth. Um, it will not have no single player. There's gonna be uh regular multiplayer mode, I guess, with campaign or little story moments here and there. Uh, there's gonna be three maps for zombies and they have uh um uh, they have blackout Which is their Battle Royale Version of the game uh, Where there's going to be vehicles also You know it's going to kind of feel like a Call of Duty game but more open uh, With a bigger map We don't know how many players it's going to be But there are pre-orders You know you can pre-order the game Now Uh, The the question that I Have for this uh, For you guys about this is Is this the Right step to take with this game, or do you think that eventually this was going to happen, and that's going to be it because of the good sales that it's going to get?
0: I mean, man, it's hard to answer that question. I don't really know if... It's weird. Like, for me, if this was any other Call of Duty sub-brand besides Black Ops, like, it wouldn't surprise me to the, like at all it wouldn't surprise me at all right because like i don't know but like black ops has has like out of all the sub brands has the most story driven kind of campaigns and the the, Mm -hmm. like over the last three games that those campaigns all connect with each other in certain ways that like you don't really expect from a call of duty game especially since you know the modern warfare trilogy but like the black ops games all connect and they're all all characters from those games are are in the other games and flashbacks or you see older versions of the characters from the previous games or you know they all connect somehow and it's like out of all the sub brands this is the sub brand you're gonna not put a campaign in like this is the game you decide to do it with which you know whatever i mean I know i'm looking looking into that way too deep but like it just feels odd that they were going to do this with Black Ops, which. I, it, but and from a business standpoint, if you're going to try to do something big like this, like take away the campaign and really focus everything on multiplayer, like Black Ops is the brand to do it because it's their biggest brand. So I don't know. It's weird, but again, like I said, like I, we were talking about it on on Pow Block uh, earlier, and it's like Call of Duty. Isn't it's well it's not coming to switch but like it's it's kind of been heading in that direction, you know. Like the last couple campaigns kinda of haven't been great, I guess, you know. Yeah. Or, or well, by fans received well or whatever. And they have the data that like less than fifty percent even like touch the campaign and less than what I forget, like thirty percent even complete the campaign. So it's like you might as well you might as well just put your resources where their money counts, you know? So, I don't know. I think their twists on these game modes are going to be cool. Like, the zombie, like, the zombie mode on the Titanic is kind of weird and cool. <laughs> like, that's weird. Uh, the blackout mode is kind of an interesting twist on the Battle Royale, although we still don't know what the player count is of that. And, like, I feel like the big draw of Battle Royale is that 100-player count, you know? Uh, mm mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see how that works out, but
1: I think they're going to try to pass it. I think they want to try to do 150.
0: No, I, I don't think the Call of Duty engine can handle that. <laughs> Honestly, like I just don't. We'll see. I bet, I bet it, I bet it's sub 100. I bet it's, I bet it's 50 players.
2: Well, yep. All I can say is they better have uh, peer dedicated servers, like not none of this. Uh, Hybrid stuff the that they say that they have where <laughs> sometimes you can be on a server and sometimes you're just getting hosted by another player and in my case, it always seems like I'm getting hosted by another player, <laughs> and you can't have that if you're gonna have that kind of style of game. It's gotta be an actual dedicated server running the game and not not someone hosting it
1: yeah. well i well hopefully don't they don't have this game locked by d l c where if you wanna get uh I mean, of course they're gonna charge you for more maps and stuff, but if it feels like if it feels like there's not much content and you want more of it, you gotta buy the forty dollar DLC. I think they're gonna charge another price to it.
2: Yeah, see like and I know unfortunately, yeah, that they have to do like they, they wanna do the season pass stuff but like in my opinion with them not having a campaign i almost feel like you know unless they really are gonna like make the regular stuff you know like interesting they i think that when you buy the the game that there should just be free you know free map free maps you know that that come later on and especially stuff like that you shouldn't trying, have to pay for it
0: especially if they're trying to fund the uh game with loot boxes and cosmetic items and mm-hmm. you know like cuz that's kind of been the way that series has been headed lately and it's like you can't do both right yeah. like that's just
2: you yeah you
0: can't do both <laughs> you yeah. know it's it's just gross well, well they
1: well they know they could get that money from the community and yeah. they know if if they can make this game big for esports yeah they're going to charge up some money they're gonna they're gonna be like, hey, if you if you guys are working as a team, you're gonna be playing these maps, and it's gonna be an esports. Because I think Activision is gonna try hard to get this into the esports competition. They're gonna charge out the wazoo for this.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think I yeah, I just think that like it, they could probably make this a little bit more appealing to people who who you know are kind of upset about there not being a campaign mode. If they did do something like that, just have it where you spend the 60 bucks, but that guarantees you that you get all the new maps coming out. Well, like, yeah, uh, you can still buy stuff cosmetically and all that stuff, mm-hmm. but, you know, like, it, it just... I don't know. It I just because I'm still having an issue with it being full price for for you know because I understand why it's so ex- expensive when you have the campaign because they've they've been known to be getting you know fairly decent uh, actors to do you know big roles in in mm-hmm. the story mode and if that's not gonna be happening which I don't, I mean, I don't know if they're just going to get someone famous just to do speaking things in between voices. Yeah. Or whatever. But, but if that doesn't happen, then there's that, that money that they're having to spend a lot on to have those people do that isn't being spent so they can, you know, they're well, saving money there.
1: Well, the last part before we get on to the hello one, hello part, cause that's going to be a good discussion. Um, uh, the reaction has been mixed that people are not people at the community, whether it's developers or it's actually people who got invited, they may be happy or forced to applaud, but a lot of reactions have been negative to this so um maybe we'll see what happens when the game releases. will people will this be a big enough hit uh still? Uh and will or will people pass on it so they could go get Red Dead uh two or some other game. I mean, we'll see. We we definitely shall see. But there was a, a very interesting announcement. So Microsoft had their inside Xbox and uh unfortunately everybody we didn't have time to watch it. I know uh, just a lot of announcements and other things were happening, uh, but Microsoft announced the an rails Halo arcade game titled Halo. Fire Team Raven. Um, this story is coming from Game Informer. Um, if you have been to an arcade, or more likely an arcade machine graveyard in a the movie theater, you might have noticed that a lot of arcade machines are big cabinets with two guns for players to essentially play like gun games with licensed properties. Most of those are made by Walt Thrills, which was itself founded by Eugene Jarvis, and Halo Fire Team Raven is much in the same vein, but with four players. The game is also being aided and developed by Play Mechanics and 343. The arcade game tells the story of an ODST squad during the story of Combat Evolved. While it doesn't appear to be limited to Dave & Buster's, Microsoft announced the game as first arriving at the arcade eatery. So, I know for me, uh, I'm close to a Dave & Buster's, uh, but they're going to use two screens and uh, two uh, guns on it, so you'll shoot and move the thing. And in the middle, there's a button for reload, so you don't have to do anything to reload it. Uh, and I know we talked about like uh, Microsoft turning some of their properties into arcade games, um, and this looks like it's going to be a hint. Um, how long the game is going to be, we don't know. It's going to be it's going to be a money eater. Uh, because they don't use quarters no more. They use game cards <laughs> now that you load up. Uh, but what what are your thoughts on these guys?
2: I'm I'm excited. I just, like, I you know, it's like, did they listen to our show? <laughs> did they hear our cries for arcade games?
0: <laughs> yeah, Phil, Phil Spencer actually emailed me and asked me for some arcade game suggestions. And uh, Halo, Halo was like, hey, I'll play Halo Arcade. And well, there we go. Nice. Whip it up in a few weeks. Man, they
1: work fast. <laughs> yeah, it's. I, I hope that it does good at. Because uh, I think this is a good announcement for our Microsoft. Uh, and maybe we'll see more at E3. And yeah, maybe this will be a title that just stays at the arcade and not that's not meant for Xbox. And it, it, that's fine. But they do that. It's another market for uh, Microsoft to really jump in. Like I could see Forza being the next game that happens.
0: Yeah, I could I could see like a Forza arcade, like almost like uh, not quite this crazy, but almost like Cruising USA or like uh, San Francisco Rush or something, where like, hey, here's the Forza cars you love, and like here's some Microsoft vehicles that are appeared in other games, but like you can race them now. And, yeah. Like, yeah.
2: I would like to see them do it more of like the Daytona uh, style ones. Where you're, do you remember the Daytona ones where they Will like sometimes would have? Vehicle? Well, no, no, like where it's like you have the the just like the regular racing arcades, but they would usually some places would have like six or seven of them stacked right next to one another, and you could literally like race a whole entire race there, like they like the daytona ones were were known for like having a bunch of them all connected so you know like five friends could be racing all at once in the same race mm-hmm. so like i would i would like to see them do like a like a big like you know more of a big style like be able to have a whole bunch of people racing all at the same time like just cuz i i feel like that like that's more of like the speed of a feroza or you know for as a game or whatever so yeah. i don't know that would be cool
1: well uh i can't wait to play it i'm a, i'm probably gonna grab some friends we're gonna get some food get some <laughs> drinks probably uh, uh and, and and try it out uh but we're gonna move on to the next story uh but tz moon related prey dlc what a short gif! Uh, this also comes from Game Informer, but this is leaning pretty hard to teasing something prey-related, because uh, they actually showed a short gif about it. Uh, on Reddit, there was some digging done by user shaped in the Glass, uh, and he documented about a day ago that. Uh, that another user, Casma Court, posted a comment in a binary or the R slash NASA board on a post showing off a view of Earth as seen from the moon. The account belongs to Bethesda and RK as some rudimer- uh, rudimentary digging will show and the Casma Corporation is part of the prey universe. Deconstructing the binary code eventually led to this uh, led to the gift can see it. Um, along with the update achievements, further hints that Prey will be getting some more related content in the near future. Hopefully, we'll find out at E3, uh, or considering the wish to build up Popsity Monday. <laughs> and and that, was one, that was for Game performer. um I don't own Prey, so... Uh... Yay?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's interesting because, like, that game didn't sell very well at all, and, like, but they did leave it open enough to where, like, hey, there's probably going to be a sequel or DLC or something. And to me, this is, like, uh, what what was that dishonor 2? The Death of the Outsider DLC? Yeah. That, like, if you bought the season pass or whatever, you got that. Or you could buy it as a standalone physical disc. Like, that, to me, is what this is going to be. You know, I bet if you bought the DLC already, or bought whatever edition already, like, you're just going to get this. Unless it didn't come with a version like that. Or, it's, or, you know, you can just buy it.
1: I wonder if this DLC is going to take place during uh, Prey's storyline.
0: Well, I, I think it's. They left it open to where, like, you could go to the. Like, the ending. I guess the ending. Possible spoilers for Prey if you haven't played it yet. I guess the ending indicated that, like, you were going to go to the moon at some point. So, like, okay. I think this is just that covering that but again I'm not sure so sorry if I spoiled Prey for you but I'm not sure <laughs>
2: <laughs> don't yeah don't worry about it just go play the original Prey game
1: <laughs> oh no, I was I, so I was so upset about that I'm like why are you, re- why are you trying to re- re- release a game or release a game with a title that only had one, one game to it like yeah this...
2: Well, didn't we find out it was they just didn't want to have to spend money or whatever? Yep, they did. To, they to, had
0: the IP name, and they weren't using it, and they just applied it to that. Because they yep. didn't want to spend money on trademarking another name when something fits so well already. Yeah. Garbage. Which is fine, because like, nobody likes that first pregame.
2: Uh, I love it. It's so good.
0: Well, sir, you are a liar
2: no I'm not It's <laughs> like I've I've beat that game twice I think two or three they oh, said, actually,
1: and they said it, it did a lot of interesting things um it told a good story
2: yeah it was the story was a lot of fun and I and I just like yeah like it was kind of unique that whole like spirit lo- the spirit like level that you went into and you had to shoot these spirits with your your bow to, to, to regain health and and uh and stuff like that and your uh yeah it was health and then like however many you shot it would determine when you came back to life on earth how how much lo- uh life you you had left so yeah, yeah it was it was interesting
1: So we're going to move on to our third story Uh, And this is more for Jesse and Corey Definitely not for me Uh, Xbox One Battlegrounds Gets Miramar on May 24th So actually You guys can play it now Yay! Um, after an experimental process on the Xbox One Player Unknowns background test server, the desert map Miramar will arrive in the game for everyone. The new episode of Inside Xbox revealed the date of the map's launch, so fans who've been waiting for rango will only need to wait another, uh, for just a little bit. Uh, but you guys can play it. Uh, the second map is defied by its lack of cover, so players have to struggle harder to find somewhere safe to check out and not be out in the open. Uh, Miramar launched on PC on December. Uh, their map Sandhawk is in development on PC and should eventually come to Xbox One. So, uh, yay.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to trying it. I, it's funny though because I just I just uh downloaded we just downloaded the uh test server and that's no longer i don't <laughs> think you can use that anymore so i might as well just delete that now
0: <laughs> well i think they're going to i think they're going to add that small map to it the new oh, map, okay. the the i guess that i guess that map that new map for on pc is really cool like the small uh fortnite, they, it's the one that they're trying to compete with fortnite with
2: no i, I wonder did they I know there's supposed to be helicopters in in the game, like on the PC version. Has there been anything mentioned about that, oh, like whether know. those were coming over in this that map? I don't think Cause so. Th- okay, because I thought it was the desert map that that there were helicopters in or something like that. Yeah, I don't I mean, know. I mean,
0: there might be. I'm not. I'm not sure. We haven't played it yet, so I don't know. Maybe yeah, we'll, maybe we'll play it next weekend for Squad Goals or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh with
2: cheese. yeah, that's my man. Yeah. Royale with cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Yeah. So I, I'm looking forward to trying it. I, you know, it's it'll be nice to check. You know, the thing. The thing is, we really haven't played the original map enough to really even, you know, worry about another map. But I, I do. I would just like to try it and play it and see what it, see what it's got to offer. So
0: there's there's so many games that we play together that I wish like we had more time to play all those games like yeah i wish i had more time to play rainbow six siege or you know the division we've been talking about playing the division for so long and we just right so yeah yeah
1: yeah. Well, yeah. We're going to get into our last story uh, Microsoft reveals Accessibility-minded Xbox controller uh, Microsoft has Officially unveiled the co- uh, A controller called the Xbox Adaptive controller Microsoft says that the controller can be connected To external buttons, switches Joysticks and mounts Giving gamers with a wide range of physical disabilities The ability to customize Their setups The controller has been in development since 2014 And has been built with disabled gamer feedback in order to build inclusivity in the game industry. You guys can check out the picture on how it looks. Uh, the uh, item is ninety nine ninety nine and will be out at a later date uh, this year. They do have a video of it. Uh, do go check it out. Man, actually when they released this video and showed it, Microsoft got so much praise and from 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 people who weren't disabled, like yeah. people were just like, great job Microsoft! Like this is awesome, and you know, of course for some people this the video is kind of heartwarming and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, but I I I even say great job Microsoft! I'm like, you know, this shows that everybody is welcome to play on their system. Um. Uh, I don't know if it's for PC just yet. Uh, I just know th- right now that they just have it for Xbox One. I think it might be for PC, like later on down the line uh, yeah, when I they give out it, I one
0: think they're definition. trying to test it out for PC.
1: For PC, well.
2: yeah, uh, I, I would imagine so because it would probably be just like their regular controller where it, it would you know connect through Bluetooth. So, yeah, you know, I, I'd imagine that that eventually it will be set up for it.
1: Yeah. Uh, and uh. Any thoughts for this guys?
2: I just wanted to say, like, I, I did post the video on on the uh, Facebook page in the community, and I posted it on the Arsenal X uh, page as well. So if someone wants to go uh, watch it, watch the video and see it in, in action, uh, just go there and look at that. So
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Well,
0: I huh. uh, I I was just gonna say, like, I really hope you know, Sony and Nintendo look at this and kind of take a page out of their book at some point and follow the same steps because uh-huh. we, I mean, we we take it for granted because, you know, we have all of our limbs and our fingers and our brains are intact and, like, you know, like I th- we take it for granted that we can just use normal controllers and there's a lot of people out there and, you know, like, military veterans that may not have, be so lucky you know there's there's people out there with disabilities there's people out there that are paralyzed and, and all these things that maybe used to enjoy games or have always wanted to play games and just can't in the traditional sense you know and that's why Able Gamers is such a amazing uh, group for, for building controllers for people like that and now Microsoft has Microsoft's always been a big proponent of them and now taking it one step closer into their own Hands with the, this controller is just bravo, bravo. And
1: I, and I can see this controller being allowing people who are disabled to be in like Evo tournaments, to be and you know play some of the fighting games for Xbox One. Like if, if, if Microsoft sponsor like Evo, so that a lot of fighting games be played on their pla- on that platform. That would be cool because now it opens up more people to be challenged. Like, and and you don't have to feel bad for beating someone who's disabled in a fighter game. But if that if that disabled person is able to get as skilled and be one of the most skilled fighters, at, at like at Killer Instinct or Dragon Ball fight uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, that's awesome i would love to see that happen i'll be out and i will that person would get more respect because of their skill not because they're disabled Mm -hmm. you know the play i i see that as the playing field is now even Mm -hmm. so
2: yeah that that video that video was amazing and uh like one other thing too like mm -hmm. just to kind of give people an idea of like things that we might take for granted that they kind of touch on in that video a little bit but like like there's people who like you know like when we when we buy the or get it the you know hold the xbox controller it you know it's got some weight to it and we feel like oh that's nice and sturdy and you know and that's good for us well for some people like the 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 weight of that thing is is an issue in itself so like it's hard for them to even just hold the controller so so what what we sometimes look for as being good in a controller makes it that much more difficult for them to be able to use it, so like it so you know it's it's just kind of a good you know a really good thing that they're doing to make it so you know they that there is a you know an actual xbox controller for everyone you know basically is what what this is gonna do so yeah like definitely go watch that video it is very heart uh heartwarming it's like especially the part where the the two brothers are playing together yeah again that w- that one was pretty pretty sweet part of the the video so and
1: and i think people who are not disabled i think they're still gonna buy this and try to figure out what stuff they could do with it you know yeah some people gonna feel modded. Some people gonna feel very exper- experimental. But uh, great job, Microsoft on this controller. Which, uh, which you know what else uh, this
0: could be used for too. And I'm and, and not like trying to take away what this primary, oh, no. primary, you know, use for it is. But like to get maybe get kids into gaming too. Where like, look,
1: the, <laughs> these well, hold that down. These controllers are super intimidating. Hold that thought. Because that's part of our discussion with ex- exchange Exchange. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to jump into that one, uh, and then I'll let you finish, Corey. Uh, with the announcement of the Adaptive Controller and Halo that's Fire Team Raven, <laughs> <laughs> did you think these moves will pay off? Uh, and Now, go ahead, Corey, because you just brought up a good point. You really brought a good point.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, what I was trying to say was like, a lot of these controllers that we use today because like we look we we have had this weird kind of we're part of that generation that grew up with the evolution of controllers learning how to use different controllers and and you know we started with the two buttons and a d-pad or a joystick and one button or whatever like we've we're in this weird space where we grew up learning how to use different controllers and look. it was easy for you for like a four or five year old to hold an nes controller and memorize what two buttons do but like look you hand a four or five year old this controller right here which is you know again what the switch the joy cons are good for that too but like you hand someone this controller and try to tell them or just like let them go without teaching them what to do or like them they might feel overwhelmed and this yeah. controller, you know, with the two really large buttons and the D-pad and sensors on top, with the lights and the for the shoulder buttons and stuff, like that could easily get a kid into something easier to play too. You know, where like maybe they don't have to be as fast and twitchy for a shooter or something. Not that kids should be playing shooters, but you know what I mean, like.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. So. Well, I I was thinking uh. Cause me and you, Corey, been talking about Xbox Live being on Nintendo Switch for Minecraft, and I I kind of think that Nintendo would be it would be cool if Nintendo was able to let this controller to be played on their system mm-hmm. for disabled people, and you know I I think that would be a great partnership. Uh, yeah, I and mean, like and,
0: th- there's been rumors of this going on for a while. Like it would not surprise me at all if nintendo and microsoft had some kind of working relationship or partnership Mm -hmm. shown at e3 like oh
1: i you know what i this might seem unfair but if you get if you get into nintendo's online system like if you pay for a year you're able to use xbox controllers uh and it'll, it'll uh uh update will kind of recognize the controller and you only could use it when uh you have the service. Yeah. You know, I, I think that would literally be cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. I just it would not surprise me if Microsoft and Nintendo had some kind of weird working relationship where I I don't know. I just I I feel it. I just feel like it's gonna happen one way or another and like It'd be cool if Nintendo jumped on board to let these controllers be used, like you said. It is like, you know, hey, it's Bluetooth, so you can use it on our control on our system or whatever.
1: Oh, Je- Jesse, your thoughts?
2: Yeah, another thing I was thinking of too, like kind of along the lines of where Corey kind of started off was like with with the that controller, basically giving you the option is like you know if you look at every single functioning piece on on the regular xbox controller that can be made into a much bigger version of it and that stands alone and can kind of set it wherever you want on a table like i could imagine like playing like with your like little younger kids where like you can let them do the the joystick moving part and you can do the jumping and all that stuff because you can kind of split it all off and basically share a controller and, like, take turns doing certain parts of, like, what you're supposed to be doing in the game. Like, I could see it being used like that as a as a fun way to interact with your kids, you know, and play together on games that aren't necessarily multiplayer. Like, I could see that being something kind of unique that you could do with this as well. That's kind of hard to do, you know, with just one controller right now.
1: Yeah, and um, I think, I think they, uh, when it gets close to release, I would love for Microsoft to have a release party at Microsoft stores, you know, to get a, their a hands on demo to it. If, if they want to do GameStop, because I know they're probably going to go to different hospitals and let yeah. a lot of kids uh try it and play it and see if it works. But it would it would be good to get the community out. Cause what if you have a disabled brother or sister or dad or mom who who enjoys video games and stuff and this is a way to bring them back in.
2: Yeah, I I honestly wouldn't be surprised. I'd imagine that they're probably gonna donate they're probably gonna donate them to a lot of places as well, like for <laughs> That you know, places that have kids and stuff that are dealing with kids that that need uh, you know help with recovery and stuff like that. I like. I honestly think that that's that's going to almost be their way of of having a uh, you know like the ability for people to try them. But I do think that that would be really cool if they had like a setup. Of some sort, but see, that's where it would be kind of be difficult because not all disabled people would would have the setup the same way. Mm -hmm. So it would be really hard, but it would be kind of cool if there was a way that they could have a setup in stores where people who were disabled would be able to kind of mix and match and set it up and actually try it themselves and see you know see how it works for them. But again, that would be kind of something that would be hard to do just because not, you know, not every not everyone's going to have the same setup.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But but I like I think like I was saying, though, that it's going to I think the major thing is going to be them, you know, having them at places that that could use them the
1: most. And well, I, well Best Buy would be a good but I, I think it would be nice for like Best Buy, Microsoft, to team up. Uh, and have a time slot reserved. So people who wanna try it, uh this is your time slot. You come to this Best Buy where we're having it, but just make sure that you're there by your time and you personally could get hands on time with it to understand. Like a 10 minute demo, 10 or 20 minute demo. Mm-hmm. And then when you get done, if you wanna buy it, it's you know, you can pre reserve it, uh, and they'll be ready for you for pickup and something Like it would be good for Best Buy. Uh, if they want to get their, uh, if they want to get like pre sales on the controller, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, it would be it would be cool if there was a way for people to like interact and try it. But uh, like I said, it, it kind of I'd imagine it would somewhat be hard just because it would really it would really take a lot of you know, like figuring something out, <laughs> you know. But <clears throat> it would be cool if they could figure something out though and do that.
1: And. And just jump on the uh, halo fire team Raven uh, is like I stated earlier it's good that Microsoft is kind of getting into the arcade business uh, and and that's why I presented this question I'm like do you think these things will pay off for them? or is is Microsoft not even worried about the payoff they just want to uh, bring the most to gamers where uh where Nintendo has also, in a sense, but not Sony, like they're trying to show that we are a company that loves to provide entertainment. So we're going to provide it in the best way we can. We'll provide entertainment for those who are disabled and provide entertainment to those families at the arcade to have fun.
2: With. Yeah. Well, and the, the thing is, is this is you know all this is just going back to kind of what what uh, Phil Spencer uh, and Microsoft has kind of been, or Xbox has kind of been trying to to uh, get the message across to people is that it's no longer just like them just worrying about Xbox. It's like they want to, like Microsoft as a whole to to grow and be, you know, be something, be have there be something everywhere for for all different kinds of people, and this is just basically like proof of exactly what kind of lengths they're going to to get to that point of and push that point across of that that they don't want uh, you know games to be just exclusive for xbox anymore they want them to be able to be played on the pc for people who don't want an xbox and they you know they want they want all their stuff to be able to be played by as many people as possible, and not tell them what they have to have in order to be able to play it. So, it, like,
1: it kind of feels like they they've been studying Nintendo and taking a path of Nintendo, but making it their own. You
2: yeah. know,
1: uh, and Corey, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll let you answer. Uh, like inside Xbox, we also always talked about they that. Microsoft needs that Nintendo Direct so inside Xbox kind of solved that. Uh, Nintendo been doing RK games and kind of brought it back and so Microsoft is doing our RK gay. Uh, they've been innovative with their controllers but not for disabled people, but Microsoft is pushing that uh, So we'll find out more. So I you know we'll probably find out later on uh, if it pays off. But Corey, any thoughts from you? uh about uh the halo game or this being a big payoff for or anything
0: I mean I think I think what Microsoft is doing is kind of like I think they're just trying to expand their market and expand their reach and and you know I don't know how viable an arcade business is, really. You know, like you c- there's not really any arcades around here. You know, you, I've got to drive like 45 minutes to get to the nearest arcade, unless it's at the movie theater. You know, it's and those aren't, so I don't even count those as arcades. But like, I think I think Microsoft is just experimenting with a lot of things and really expanding their business because they want people to know their brands. They want people to see them, and you know, they could be losing money on one thing. But it get it gains them recognition for them to make money on something else, you know. Yes. And and, mm-hmm. and you know, Nintendo's done that for a long time. Where like, they'll experiment with stuff. They'll they'll send things out to to, you know, see if it'll do well. And sometimes it does, and sometimes it doesn't. Look at the Virtual Boy. Look at the Wii U. Like, these are systems that oh, the Virtual Boy was died after like what six months on market, I think, because it right. didn't sell well. There's the complete American library is only like fourteen games or whatever. And and the Wii U is considered a commercial failure, but I mean, like we loved it, but like, you know, it's, it only sold 13 million units and the Switch has already outsold it and almost doubled, has almost doubled in sales. So I don't know. I think Microsoft's in that place where they're trying to get people to recognize their brand and see what they're doing. And then, you know, like, like we've said many times, they're building the brand and they're building the box, they're building the platform and now they're working on games, whether it's on Windows, whether it's on Xbox, arcades, phones, you know, like Switch. They're, just, yeah. they're building. They're just building the brand, so uh, which I think is cool. You know, I think it's a different approach, and I think it's a outside the box approach for them. So, and they're not they're not sticking to the traditional models of, you know, what Sony and you know even Nintendo tend to stick to. You know, so. I think it's cool.
1: Yeah. Well, everybody, uh, we want to know uh, what you guys think about these stories, what you think about the adaptive controller uh, for Xbox. Halo Team, Raven, does that interest you guys to go to David Buster's or wait it out and play it? Uh, you guys can email the show at X Podcast. Also, you can follow us on Twitter One second. <laughs> at Arsenal X uh, Podcast uh, You guys can follow us there uh, Tweet at us Let us know what you guys think of the show uh, The topics, our discussions what we, What's we what been in our arsenal Let us know what's been in your arsenal We want to know what games that you guys are playing uh, Will you be picking up this controller uh, Do you have family members who win a game But can't really game there regularly uh, We want to know all of these things uh, You can also find us on fa- Facebook at Arsenal X Podcast Uh Slash Facebook slash dot com. Uh, Slash what? (laughs) Facebook dot com slash group (laughs) slash Arsenal X podcast. I have to learn all that. I have to start learning these plugs, everybody. So, uh, when a certain member of ours go. It's it's all
0: right, Ed. We haven't been going for like over a year or anything. It's fine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I still need to be proper, a proper host. Have these things ready to go. (laughs) Uh, yeah, but you guys can check us all out there. Uh, Jesse, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at sub underscore humanist. And you can
2: find me at Jesse Douglas on Facebook. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Corey, where Facebook can we find slash you? jesse.douglas slash,
2: slash
1: 157348 <laughs> <laughs> Too much. Boss, <laughs> well, so where can we find you at?
0: Uh, you can find me at Corey and HD on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find me everywhere else on Nerds Gone Rogue doing something, I'm sure, at some point. I'm supposed to be on Nerds Gone Platinum at some point uh, for their one-year anniversary episode, I guess, but uh, we'll see. (laughs) There's so much to do. I have so much to do in, like, six weeks.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And you guys can find me on Twitter at uh, that retro code. You can find me also on my show, Optional Opinion, on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, and uh, other podcast apps. Um, yeah, check our Facebook page. I'll put up a discussion question. I kind of want to hear what you guys think uh, about some things. Um, also, guys, check out our shows like Squad Goals, um, Royale with Cheese. Uh, and like our other shows, like Nurse Go Platinum, World One One, The Power Block, Nurse Go Wrong, our community podcast, and uh, other shows like Mini Block, Pod and Play, and things of that nature. As always, we'll throw up the X one more time. Because we are exiting out of here Everybody have a great week, weekend And we'll see you next time on Arsenal X Podcast Bye